सहनावतो सहनौ भुनक्तो सहवीर्यंकरवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विषावहै ओम शांत शांत शांते गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम Every form is constantly associated with the name, Rupa and the Nama. They are inseparables in a way. The moment you see a form, you recollect the name. And the moment somebody utters or you think of a name, the form as well as its attributes that which the word is indicating name is indicating it gets reflected so in and in and through our scriptures we have these <clears throat> amazing treasure houses of pointers they are called sahasra namavali or sahasra namavali stotra namavali is when they are ripped apart from its meter and they are aligned in one you know order so they count up to 1000 names sometimes give or take more than 1000 <coughs> of these the most famous are vishnu and lalita sahasranama the vishnu the sahasranama the nama should indicate point towards and take our minds to that which is the core of our own being sometimes we start with the mechanical enthusiasm i know it's oxymoronish to mix these two words that if it is mechanical there is no enthusiasm if it is enthusiastic then it should not be mechanical but there are some of us who have mastered the mechanical way of it that we feel very enthusiastic about the mere chanting part of it yes that also has its benefits but along with the chanting if you understand the meaning behind it that where it is being pointed towards so we in our effort we have seen first 172 pointers So we have seen 18 shlokas so far. <clears throat> This is the fifth series or fifth of the series. I know not how many more such series it will continue into, but hurry, cha. However long it takes. So now today we will start with the 19th of the shlokas. <clears throat> so repeat after me, or at least. try to repeat after me it's on page 61 mahabuddhir mahaviryo 
ಮಹಾಬುಧಿರ್ಮಹಾವೀರ್ಯ ಮಹಾಶಕ್ತಿರ್ಮಹಾದ್ಯುತಿ ಮಹಾಶಕ್ತಿರ್ಮಹಾದ್ಯುತಿ ಅನಿರ್ದೇಶ್ಯವಪು ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ ದೇಶ್ಯವಪು ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ ಅಮೇಯಾತ್ಮ ಮಹಾದಿಧೃಕ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ದ ಪಾಯಿಂಟರ್ಸ್ ವರ್ ವೇದ್ಯೋ ವೈದ್ಯ ಸದಾ ಯೋಗಿ ವೀರ ಮಾಧವೋ ಮಧು ಅತೀಂದ್ರಿಯೋ ಮಹಾಮಾಯೋ ಮಹೋತ್ಸಾಹೋ ಮಹಾಬಲ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಯಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ದಿ ಮಹಾನ್ ಮಹಾಬುದ್ಧಿ ದಟ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಮಹಾ ವಿಚ್ ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಫಂಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಸಸ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಇಂಡಿವಿಜುವಲ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಸೊ ವೇರ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಬಿ ಸೀನ್ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ಕೌಂಟರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಓಪನ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಆಸ್ ಮೆನಿ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಮೆನಿ ಕೌಂಟರ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ಹಸ್ ಓಪನ್ಡ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ರಶ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ವೇ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಟು ದ ಟೆಂಪಲ್ಸ್ and compete with 1 billion population there and finally get in front of the lord how many minutes do we get there minutes seconds by the time you close your eyes and mumble your prayers or whatever you wish to ask you are already asked to or you are not even asked you are just pushed for allowing the next person to do the same so bhagwan said don't worry i understand the kali yuga population problem so i open a counter right in your own intellect mahabuddhi that which is constantly trying to express through our buddhi reflect through our express through our buddhi but in order that this buddhi reflects that paramatma or expresses that paramatma this buddhi should be connected with paramatma where is the buddhi connected right now everywhere else so there are a couple of steps here to understand <clears throat> in order to train ourselves to find that connection with paramatma through our buddhi buddhi is the connector it connects to that paramatma so how do we connect we need to instill a certain discipline wherein we have the form of that lord and constantly meditate on that lord visualize that form and try to create that image in our mind first step second step in order to connect sometimes it takes a very powerful expression to create that impression so we go to these famous temples which are supercharged or super powered with various mahatmas various devotees and various kinds of puja and other processes being done so going there we tune our mind and intellect to that paramatma to that aspect of paramatma having tuned wherever we are whatever we are involved in to allow that intellect to perceive 
that unto whom that I am working with or serving to is nothing but the form of that Shri Mahavishnu or Shri Hari or whoever be the form of the Ishta Deva of our own heart, we invoke that. Mahabuddhihi. Mahabuddhihi. The Supreme is ready to function through our intellect. But who is it that is stopping that buddhi to express that Paramatma? There is somebody else who is occupying that space. Kabir Das Ji puts it very beautifully. He says, Prema ki gali ati sankari jisme do na samaye Jab main tha tab hari nahi ab hari hai to main nahi it's a very beautiful piece. Prem ki gali ati sankari. Sankari means something which is very congested. Something which is very narrow. Usually we, see, we hear that the path of love is all encompassing, it's wide and it's great and it goes entirely opposite. He says, no, it does not have that kind of width. It's very narrow. The path of love is very narrow. Prema ki gali ati sankari. Why? Chisume do na samai. It cannot fit in more than one. There is no space for the second one. Can you give an example or something? It's very confusing. How, how do you say that there is no space for two? So it is very simple. Jab main tha, tab hari nahi. When I, the ego, exists, there is no scope for that hari to exist, for that paramatma to exist. Ab hari hai, now that hari is expressing, without being in any hari, main nahi, the ego is not existing. So, can both the ego and the Paramatma exist together? No. But the buddhi can express that Paramatma. The brilliance of that buddhi can express that Paramatma. It does not require an another agency of ego to exist, trying to channelize that Paramatma. If we can know how to work on this, aspect of our own identity which is our ego. Now this ego has to be constantly scrubbed at. Therefore you know, Bhagwan he is really very <coughs> compassionate. He says you know two tiny hands working on that huge ego will not be sufficient enough. You need good external agencies. So, he sends in appropriate people to be our companions as husband, wife, children, students. All the environment is provided in such a way that there are multiple agencies, multiple hands working at Reducing that 
identity of ego. But instead of looking at those as irritants, if we look them look at them as the agencies which have been who have been sent by Paramatma himself to work on our identity. Shouldn't we be grateful? But we make that a big deal. We make that a big deal and we want to get rid of all these agencies that Paramatma has so carefully placed around us. Would you go to a doctor who does not work on your uh, illness? You wouldn't. Now when you go ask Paramatma and he says that you know I am having these kinds of issues. He says, I think you are pointing at the wrong pointer. I have given you last time also this example. <clears throat> this lady rushes into the doctor's hospital and says, my whole body is aching doctor. See, here it aches, here it aches, here it aches. So the doctor takes a close look and he says, show me your hand. And he looks at that finger and he says, it is not your body aching, it is your finger which is broken. With that broken finger you touch anywhere, it will keep hurting, It you will, fa- you will feel that pain. It is not the outside, it is the ego which is the one which is the problem. So Bhagavan says, you have come with your symptoms. But what you are pointing at is a wrong source of your problem. As long as that ego exists, the beauty of Paramatma to express through our self becomes an impossible task. And we have our own proofs. That day when we had brilliant moment, as they call it in the brain wave or a brain child, you had an amazing thought, amazing concept. You know, that moment surely must have been the moment when the ego was absent. When that ego is absent, that is when the thought, that, that spark of life, you know, comes forth with brilliance in expression. Mahabuddhihi, the one who expresses, who is readily willing, who is readily available to express as our buddhi. But we focus... I tell you, the Gurukula system of our education was so beautiful. They were in no rush to fill the intellect with data or information. The first thing that they focused on was to connect that intellect to Paramatma. And that is why the Gayatri Mantra, what does it say? What is the last part of Gayatri Mantra? Dhyo yona prachodayat. O Lord, I am trying to connect to you. You are the all glowing, ever glowing, illumining. May I connect, may this buddhi connect with you so that dhyo yona prachodayat. So that you start expressing. Through this buddhi, dhi meaning buddhi, prachodayat, 
may you always illumine through this buddhi and then the other information was given because now the intellect is available without the intellect being available you keep dumping lot of data into it it doesn't make sense you don't connect with neither paramatma nor with the data dhiyo yonah prachodayat you are the reservoir of intelligence may i connect with you so that that intelligence flows through this intellect of mine mahabuddhi once that intellect is connected what happens <clears throat> this is beautiful shloka the moment the intellect is connected mahavirya a great possibility opens up that potentiality which we had never seen in us that potentiality opens up that solution for our life that passion in our life that because of which i don't feel bored or mechanical or you know caught up in some rut that potentiality that solution virya virya a creative surge is recognized and where is that you don't need to search for that anywhere else either amazing fact is that each one of us about 7 billion population each one of us are unique we may be looking similar but still yet the way we behave the way we act the way we are aren't we totally different each one of us is different it is that potentiality in us which makes us so different see paramatma has created everybody in his own image in his own expression with such amazing potentiality in each one do we recognize our potential once the buddhi is connected then we see the potential that is why for <clears throat> the youth gurudev slogan was to harness the dynamic spirituality to harness the dynamic spirituality wherein that potential is there in everybody latent in everybody but we understand that potentiality only when that buddhi has opened up to that source it connects to that source so there are many of us who may be a poet an artist a, a scientist a politician whatever be the potential it expresses forth with that creative surge the human psychology is working the other way around because we have not identified that potential we see what is the best thing in the market there was this chick who wrote a beautiful email 
and he said, I don't know if, what do you call them, the garbage truck driver, sanitation worker. If the sanitation worker was given this equivalent amount as much as a doctor or anybody else would have been earning, I don't know what I would have been doing. Because for most of us to become a doctor, it is not to go out there and serve. It is not because that is the calling. <coughs> it is not because it would benefit a higher cause. But it is because at the end of the day, it makes a good bank statement. I don't know if the sanitation worker was given the same kind of a paycheck. Would I be thinking of becoming a doctor or just being a sanitation worker? Because instead of looking at that which is the potential, we jump into things and start copying whatever is the most rewarding and that which is also conditioned by the society that we live in. Each society has its own standards and normals of what is considered as rewarding. Lives after lives after lives we spend in this constant repetition of birth to death, birth to death not recognizing the true potential. Yes, in Vedantic terms, it's also the true potential can also be called as vasana. But that vasana is nothing but our own talent. Unless we identify it and start expressing it out, there is no way to clean that internal equipment or internal being. It's constantly burdened. Now, when somebody is burdened, and you ask them to smile, would there be a smile? So supposing, who is the fellow who is Atlas, Globe? <clears throat> so when he is holding the Globe, and then you go with your camera and say, hey, cheese, won't it further irritate you when you are in burden and somebody says, why don't you smile? Don't you get irritated? So constantly, you know, the, the inner being is constantly being burdened again and again and again. And somewhere down there is our potential. He says, you connect this intellect to that Paramatma and you will see that potential shining forth. And who is expressing as that potential? That also is Bhagavan himself. Such a person would have recognized the purpose of life, their own expression into this world. Mahabuddhihi, Mahaviryaha. And the moment you recognize that potential, something beautiful happens. What is that beautiful thing that happens? Yes. 
you start finding that you have not just the talent and the potential, but also the skill to start expressing it. Mahashaktihi. It becomes your expression, it becomes your Shakti. Now once that, that potential is connected and you are involved in expressing that which you are meant for, every moment in life, as long as you are connected there, is a vacation. Can you imagine life, a lifelong vacation? When you love doing what you are supposed to be doing, or you are doing what you are loving, because you have identified that skill, identified that potential, and that is alone being expressed, would that ever bore you? Would you ever feel burnt out? You may feel tired at the end of the day, but that tiring feeling is very satisfying. When you, you complete the chore, you complete the job, you complete the day's work and you come back and say, I deserve the sleep. Because I have really cherished every moment. Maha Shaktihi To find that Shakti which expresses as the potential, which expresses as the connection to that Paramatma and which expresses out as in every interaction with the world outside. Mahabuddhir Mahaviryo Mahashaktihi Mahashaktihi, the all-powerful. You feel empowered, and this word is being used quite a bit, right? Can some, need somebody come and empower us? They talk about, you know, women empowerment, right? They talk about, what are the other empowerments? Youth empowerment, right? Yep. <laughs> Can anybody from outside come and empower us? The moment this buddhi is connected with that Paramatma, you recognize that hidden talent, virya. And that starts expressing. That is when you start feeling empowered. In fact, there is no you feeling it. There is that, that, that empowered, inspired being in expression. And one such individual can transform the world. If you look at these masters, they have not worked more than 15-20 years max. Vivekananda, by the time he reached Ramakrishna Paramahamsa, he was about 18-19 years old. By the time he left his body, he was about 36-37 years old. How many years did he give to the world? 
about 18 years. Adi Shankaracharya. He started when he was about 8-9 years old. By the time he actually started stepping out and serving the society, he was about 16 years old. And he left this world at the age of 32. I mean, all this immense work that he has done, how many years has he spent? 16 years. He must have been like, you know, constantly saying it and there must have been scribes writing it, proofreading it simultaneously. And that my amount of work that he has done. One person who is connected to that source within, connected to that Paramatma, and expresses out with that you know, inspired empowerment in expression. They don't feel tired, there is no rest. And somebody came and asked Gurudev, what do you do in your downtime? When he was there in some interview. So Gurudev laughed. And he said, in my downtime, you know, I talk to people like you. <laughs> so he said, but you have, when I've been following you for three, four days, you've been talking. He said, dear, my entire life is a downtime. <laughs> I mean, they give so much, but there is no pressure of that. There is only cherished moments in every moment. If you look back year by year, for that entire year, say you're you're being nostalgic and you go back 20 years, 30 years, for every year, to recognize that year, to remember that year, how many glorious moments are there? For each year, not for the entire life. For each year, a couple of them, handful of them. Right? Sometimes when I talk, when I do a workshop on that, I do it with adults. It's a very sinking feeling. For couple of years, there is one or two such events. Like for two, three years, there is one event. So if they have lived a 40-year life or a 50-year life, there's hardly about 20, 22 moments. A very sad life. When you look back in 50 years and you have only about a handful of moments to say that, you know, I really cherished those moments. What happened to the rest of the life? Here is a life wherein every moment lived is a cherished moment. Inspired moment. Mahabuddhir Mahaviryo Mahashakti. And then continuing, he says, Mahadyutihi. Mahadyutihi expresses as when that empowerment, when it starts expressing, it's glow. Dyuti means it's a glow. <clears throat> glow of what? 
Dyuti also means the Shobha. I mean, I believe for this entire Chitrakoot, what is the Shobha of this Chitrakoot? I would say this particular beautiful frame. Isn't it? So when you, when you look at things, my entire life, what is a Shobha? Is it just one corner? That is why talking about Krishna, there is this beautiful, beautiful poem which says, Adharam Madhuram. Nayanam Madhuram. Hasitam Madhuram. Chalitam Madhuram. Every aspect of his being is nothing but sweetness alone. He is a lot of sweetness. We saw that also in the Madhu. That word had already come. Because it is that Mahadyutihi. And in order to find that glow, you don't need to, you know, do the, what do you call, uh, the face scrubbing and facials and uh, uh, layers and layers of treatments to find the texture and the tone of the skin and it glows. You don't need any such. You connect within and it starts glowing through. Because every action will carry that spark in it. And when you read, you can tell who has written it, right? Like one day I was in a train journey. <clears throat> And somebody was listening over you know, some earphones on their MP3. And as the train journey proceeded, uh, the, the people, vendors and things, uh, they subsided the sounds all. In spite of that train sound, and I could start hearing what he was hearing. It was on some Vedantic river. You very rarely come across people who would be listening to such. And I was like, I was amazed that they were listening to something like that. And I paid little more attention to what was the content. And there was a smile on my face. The smile was because I recognized this must have been somebody trained in Chinmaya Mission. So the signature, as I call it, in Hindi they call it chap. You can find it. You know, when somebody cooks, it is their signature, right? You can start seeing it. Now these people, when they function, that glow is their signature. 
the whatever little bit that they do it expresses forth 100% in it whether they write a letter and i have seen one such so i can only vouch for it when we used to serve gurudev and every tiny little bit that he would do so was so keenly paid attention to like by the time he would wake up and open the door and we would rush in to you know set his bed the bed would look as if you know did somebody sleep in here at all it had already been set in even the clothes that should go for the laundry would have been meticulously folded one of the often quoted example is usually when we write letter and you know when you are writing something and it, it the sentence formation or whatever it didn't come out good what do you do with that paper you have scribbled it out and it doesn't look good what do you do with that paper you crumble it and then throw it into the trash even such paper <clears throat> first of all he'll check the other side if it is empty if it is still to be written he'll put it on the side he'll do all his calculations and different things and notes and other things that he'll write and once the whole paper on both sides is filled then he would sit down fold it as if he was going to mail it to somebody he would fold it in you know, several times very neatly and then along the grease he would tear it up as if there is a shredding machine working and very respectfully he will put it into the trash when he would eat and after he would eat he look at the plate it looks like nobody ever used that plate it will be clean and every job that was done was done with such immaculate perfection and that can be achieved only when that duty is coming reflecting forth then life is not seen as a burden then life is seen as a joy in today's vocabulary i would say then life itself is a vacation when you don't need to find another place or a venue or a event to go think and say let me have a break enjoy that come back to this this wretched world again every moment is that beautiful moment mahabuddhir mahaviryo mahashaktir mahadyutihi how is that experience you know maybe i already have that experience i only don't recognize it see if you already have the experience you won't ask this question when you are eating food don't you know when your stomach is full i remember when i was very young maybe 3 and 1/2 4 years old or i don't even remember what age 
there is one particular specific kind of dosa and it is called paper dosa we used to call it paper dosa very thin crisp but it's so tasty you can't stop with one and if somebody is serving right there my grandmother she would put anywhere about 30 35 of us and everybody she would feed about 10 12 of them this is a big huge pan and there will be like simultaneously 6 7 going on around <clears throat> so i must have been 3 and 4 years old i must have eaten over eaten stuffed myself so so that the pajamas that i was wearing was it become tight it started hurting my stomach i did not know why it was hurting and the, the dosas especially after you eat you start feeling more thirsty and these you end up drinking more water so i had already overstuffed and then again water the stomach must have been really full and it was hurting so i go with my hurting stomach to my grandmother i say it's all because of you <laughs> who asked you to make such good dosas <laughs> no my stomach is hurting at that age i can understand when you don't know when to stop but don't we know can we say that probably i don't know you know i may have missed it you can't experience that that satiation that completeness that you feel it cannot be missed no but still how do you how do you explain that experience of completeness so the next word says anirdeshya vapuhu anirdeshya vapuhu anirdeshyam anirdeshyam that which cannot be described the moment we say paramatma cannot be described or god cannot be described or the experience of god cannot be described then people those who are of the thinking kind immediately dismiss you know they are just making stories they have no such experience therefore they are trying to hide behind this charade of words wherein they don't want to accept that they don't have an experience because now they have to explain and cannot explain it put it in words therefore they escape cop out through saying anirdeshya cannot be explained why indescribable now you take any material experience any experience something which gives you utmost joy what is the thing that gives you utmost joy there are many things and these many things can be different to different people but one thing is common that everybody loves it you know what it is sleep doesn't the entire humanity love sleeping especially good sleep okay when you know you have had good good sleep some days right put it in words 
explained. It was good. Okay, proceed further. You don't have words. So the one who has slept alone will know. Okay, that is what the scripture is also trying to say. The one who has experienced it alone knows it. Yo yas vedaha, sayeva vedaha. The one who experiences it alone can understand it. The others try to speak about it or listen about it. Those who experience it can alone know it. For the rest of us, indescribable. Cannot be put in words. Okay, if not sleeping, what else is, you know, next thing that we really enjoy? Food. <clears throat> what kind of food is not what I am asking. Food in general. And each one of us has some comfort food. Don't we? You have gone out on a tour. Say for back to back three weeks. Even the weekends you could not come back home. What is a comfort food? That which as soon as you come, you demand for. I know what it is for me. Now, I am not going to tell it out because then it will become the most discomfort food. <laughs> Whatever is that comfort food or that which you really cherish and enjoy. The moment you put it in your mouth. You know, swaha. You end up saying, aha. Finger licking good. You lick all your five fingers. And that time somebody comes and asks, How is it? <clears throat> oh, it is amazing. Okay, point taken. Explain more. Try to put it in words. Can you really explain that? It was awesome, amazing. It was just like what my mother would have cooked. Does it explain that experience? Even the material experience, the, that which we constantly experience, which cannot be put in words. That which is beyond the intellect, which the intellect cannot grasp, cannot conceive. How do you expect to put it, put that experience into words? So instead of searching for that in words, the instruction here in this shloka is, go back to the source. What is the source? The first word of this shloka. What is the first word of this shloka? Mahabuddhihi. Let that buddhi open up beyond the grips of 
the stupid entity called ego. Once that opens up, you don't need to use words. You reach that experience, you reach that potential and you express that look. Anirdeshya Vapuhu And when such great masters <clears throat> when they when when that is the glow expressing which cannot be described in words. So somebody came to Gurudev and said, Swamiji. You are doing an awesome job. So Gurudev looked at him and he said, Next time you see God, next time you go to the temple or somewhere, when you see God, thank Him. Because it is He who is expressing. And in another time, very explicitly he says, he was in the Prayaga, Triveni Sangam. So near Prayaga, which is today called as Alhabad, there Ganga and Yamunaji meet. So he just got down, you know, took some waters and left the Argya. So there are a lot of devotees around him. Somebody asked him, Swamiji, they say it is Triveni Sangama, that Yamuna and Gangaji can be seen. Where is Saraswati? So he turned around and he said, you are looking at him. He was, he was recognized as you know the greatest jnani of his time. And somebody asked, where is Saraswati? He she is flowing through here, right here. Never did he take the compliment saying that it was me who did it. He always attributed it saying it was God. It is not me who is working, it is Saraswati who is flowing, who is expressing. So that is what is indicated in the next word. Anirdeshya Vapuhu Shriman Shriman Shri means glory, Aishwarya. Now the one who is constantly connected with that Shri Hari, Vishnu. First thing, they need not run behind Lakshmi. I think in one of the Vishnu Sahasranama Pujas, Gurudev very beautifully puts it, he says, Stop running behind Lakshmi. Catch hold of Narayana and wherever Narayana is, what is Lakshmi doing? Serving his feet, serving at his feet. So you don't need to catch Lakshmi, you cannot. But instead, try catching that Vishnu, connect to that Vishnu and Lakshmi becomes your expression. Shriman, constantly the glories 
when all the expressions will nothing be but glorious deeds. When Paramatma himself is expressing through that channel, can anything go wrong? Can anything be mean? Everything that expresses will always be, constantly be meaningful only. <clears throat> so, up until here, Mahabuddhir Mahaviryo Mahashaktir Mahadjyatihi Anirdeshyavapushriman Ameyatma and all this is possible because that Paramatma which cannot be estimated, Meya is to estimate or Mana is to estimate. That which cannot be estimated, that which cannot be measured, that immeasurable one is expressing in and through every field around. And once you connect within, every field automatically starts opening up. <clears throat> See, I think a few months ago, I had to come to this Chitrakoot and I brought in, I don't know why I brought in, but I distinctly remember having all the keys of all the rooms. It's a huge bunch. I've, I had brought that. And uh, there are kids. So the kids said, uh, Wow, you can open any room? I said, Yes. Nobody to ask? Nobody will scold you? Nobody will stop you? Said, no. If you, if you have all the keys, nothing to stop you. You can enter and express in any field possible. Every field opens up. But what we do is when we go, you know, pray to the Lord, we ask, Oh Lord, can you open this tiny little field for me? Bhagavan says, Baba, I am ready to give you everything. Connect to me, I will open everything. You wait. Bhagwan, you, you wait. First this. Can you open this for me? Ameyatma, that immeasurable one which is expressing through every field, opens up automatically. Meaning, there are two ways to look at it. One, all the opportunities that you are looking for are like given to you in a golden platter. That's one way to look at it. The second way to look at it is every experience that passes by becomes a golden opportunity. There is no redundant experience. Every experience becomes a golden opportunity. Ameyatma. <clears throat> it is His glory which expresses through and opens up everywhere around the one who is connected. <coughs> and the last word, 
seems not connected with the rest of the words as we have seen the flow. Mahadhridhrika, and you can see it in a very spiritual way connecting it, but what Mahadhridhrika means? The one who has lifted mountains up. You know, Bhagwan has been shown in the Puranas three times that he has picked up mountains. Do you know? Do you remember? Okay, as Krishna once. In the Kurma Avatara, in the Tortoise Avatara, he lifted the Mount Mandarachala. It was sinking in and he supported it with his back. And therefore he ended up lifting it, supporting it. The third is prior to this, Mandarachala, before it got into the Kshira Sagara, he became the Garuda who picked that Mandarachala and carried it to be dropped into the ocean, milky ocean. So, three times he has carried, we know these stories. On a spiritual significance, think of it this way. If you are in the airplane, <clears throat> the uh, stewardess, the air hostess, right? They make the announcement. We have closed the gates. Now is the time to put all your baggage and belongings either in the cabin above or in the space below. Now tighten your seat belts. Sit back, relax, enjoy. And somebody is holding that luggage in their lap. And the stewardess comes and says, this has to go up. Says, no, no, it's okay. It's not okay, you have to put it up. No, no, it's okay, okay. This has to go up. No, I don't want to burden your aeroplane. No, you and your burden, who is carrying it? The airplane? Similarly, every aspect of this creation, who is supporting it? Who is carrying this? And we so wrongfully carry the face as if we are carrying the entire burden of everything. Who is actually carrying it? Without that spark of touch of consciousness or that Paramatma, do you think we will be able to carry anything? There are stories, right? That Satya Bhama, the proud wife of Bhagavan Krishna, she wanted to show that she came from a rich family. On Krishna's Jayanti, on his birthday, she wanted to do the Tulabhara. <clears throat> Tulabhara, the weighing machine. So that tradition is still followed even today in many of the temples wherein if you have a certain desire or certain illness or sickness, 
you you know weigh them and donate equal of their amount whatever it is you know, they sometimes do it with jaggery sometimes with bananas or whatever so satyavama thought on his birthday we i'll donate to all the needy and poor gold so bhagwan krishna was requested to sit and she she had known his weight so that much amount of gold she brought in and put krishna was just sitting the other side never goes down and she brings every other you know utensils you know everything that she can find in gold everything that she got again piled it there still it didn't move so she started removing her crown and her necklace and armlet bracelet whatever let 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 go of everything she put still it didn't move so then naraji comes <clears throat> he says you have given everything now ask rukmini and that is what she didn't want to she said ask rukmini to help you with something something to help you with let her give it with her complete heart and what did she give two petals of or two leaves of tulasi and that is what tyagaraj also sings tulasi dalamulache santoshamuga poojintu that with that tulasi dala with complete heart and devotion she gave it to satyabhama so that who is sustaining this entire universe cannot be weighed cannot you know you you cannot start claiming that an i'll weigh him he is the support such support whom does he readily become one with the one who has that devotion that keenness in the heart the one who has it the god that paramatma becomes their own so it's a good ending you know either you open up your buddhi drop your ego and connect or surrender that ego in utter devotion either or either completely devoted or completely annihilated either way what you get is paramatma and what shines through is that glow of paramatma mahabuddhir mahaviryo mahashaktir mahadyutihi anirdeshya vapushriman ameyatma mahadidhak i think today i'll conclude here <coughs> after the shanti patel i'll tell you why <laughs> om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vasishyate om shanti 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 
हरी ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरी ओम